Minneapolis, 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. And we're back. Another week of Minneapolis 911. I'm L.A. Nick. What's my... Oh, <laughs> Ashley Ray. It makes you choke I, I, to say my name. I almost just choked on a planter's peanut. Yeah, that's what happens when people say my name. So how was your week? I'm interested because on the way here, um, we shared an Uber, and it was so exciting to be in an Uber with you. And you, like, talk like you always do. You're just chatty Kathy. And you mentioned that there was, like, porn all over your street. I didn't see it. What was going on? There was porn all over my street. There was porn all over his street. Like, like people just, like, what, ripped out centerfolds out of porn magazines and littered? or They were, like, real like real porn. So they were real people walking around naked? No, it was, like, real porn, like, 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 uh, what do you call it, um, penetration porn. What? Pa- uh, pictures. Like, pictures of it, okay. On, plastered on the sidewalk. Like, p- plastered how? Like, like glued on by some kind of sticky substance? I didn't check, but <laughs> they were stuck to the sidewalk just when you cross Hennepin on 7th uh-huh. and walking east. So somebody, like, is the porn attacker of that area then. Why would you do that? I mean, I number did, one, I did, it's I, sort I, of I, wasting I, I, porn. I, I, did, I didn't do that. Okay, hey. <laughs> I'm not blaming you, but now you're really defensive if you didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. Okay, who did it? I have no idea. I just walked out of seven I and it was there. I thought you were the mayor after dark. I didn't see who did it. But okay. I did see you do a lot of other things this week. What else happened? Because you said that there were a couple fights in daylight. No, there's so many There's, there's so many issues. It, 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 our city right now is insanity. It's friggin' insanity. You, you think that it actually has gone insane? No, it is insane. Okay. I, and you know what? It doesn't matter if it's 7.30 in the morning or 2.30 in the morning. It is friggin' insane. Mm-hmm. I've been helping some people doing a couple of things downtown, and I've been... Pasting ha- porn on the street, you and, know. And I have to wake up sometimes for 8 o'clock meetings. <gasps> you? Yeah. So you must get like an hour of sleep then, and then you pop up I, 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 fresh as a daisy. Like three. So I walk, I walked down 7th Street the other day, and I got to Hennepin. And the second I got to Hennepin, this guy comes running up to me, all bloody. Can you help me? I just got beat up. I'm like, uh, no, but there's a cop right there. There was a cop like 10 feet away mm-hmm. from me. But he's coming okay. to me. I'm like, there's a cop right there. And the guy didn't walk to the cop. He walked the other way. Oh. <laughs> like, so I, and the guy's literally bleeding from his eyeball. Oh. And his glasses are in his hand, broken. Jeez. And he looked like a regular guy. And this was like a weekday, like people but this going was to work. Seven forty-five in the morning. Wow, that's not. And good. then you know we talked about this the other last time, but the week before that, it was a Monday. I was walking from six to seventh at eight at at nine o'clock in the morning, and there was a shootout in the in the alleyway of the Marriott there. My gosh. Okay, so, so that early in the morning again on a weekday. Yeah, and not like, not Marriott, Embassy, Embassy Suites. Okay, so, so people are like going to work. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. So so then 
I said, well, I'm not going out in the morning anymore because there's a bunch of freaks. What a weird thing to say. I'm no longer going out in the morning. No, because it's all, it's all like the zombies walking around. Yeah. I noticed it. But you don't, don't you notice the regular foot traffic of people going to their offices? Zombies. Really? Yeah. So I said, so, so the other day I said, well, I'll leave my house at like 3.30. Right. In so the I, morning? No, in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So I got to Hennepin at 3.45. There was like a 10-person fight going on in the middle of the intersection mm-hmm. of 7th and Hennepin, excuse okay. me. And the only reason it stopped, because they pulled, they parked a paddy wagon right past 7th Street every day for show on Hennepin. It's okay. there every day. Every afternoon you'll see it there. It's always okay. there. The light's on. Mm-hmm. They just park it there for show. The paddy wagon pulled up to the light. The light was green, but it couldn't go anywhere because there was such a big fight going on in the intersection. And I actually have pictures and a video on my phone. The, the, the passenger police officer got out so nonchalantly, like, like it was no big deal. And, yeah. he, and he came up and he sprayed everybody with mace. And then do, went, do, 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 and then spray, just spray, walked spray. back, walked back, <laughs> walked back, and got in his car like it was going to end. Well, there we go, another but it, but it, but another it, spray. It, it, but it didn't end. And so he just then sat in his car. He's like, "Well, now what?" And then Let me look at my use of continued no, force. Force they, of continuum. Then they they called backup, and oh, Metro man. cops came. And Metro cops really spray mace. Ugh. They spray a lot of mace. And you know what? This the one little kid. The one it was a little little guy. Probably like five four, like the the littlest guy there who was the most aggressive. Mm-hmm. They shot him right in the face, and he didn't even blink an eye. Jeez, he's immune to it. He like or gave he was the, on such adrenaline he was like, or F drugs. You, give him the finger right and didn't Whoa. never even close his eyes. Like he was taking direct shots to the face. So we do have so they a mayoral ca- candidate on as our guest today, Jonathan Honer Brook Brink. I'm sorry, Honer Brink. Jonathan Honerbrink, and he is going to highlight maybe what he thinks is going wrong in the city, too. I guess one of my questions, and I'll bring it up with um, our candidate as well, is do you think that this is really isolated to the downtown proper area that we're noticing the insanity, or is it across the board Minneapolis? No, it's downtown. Just downtown. And I'll tell you why. I know by talking to the officers that I know, I don't have to oh. peanuts. I know <laughs> oh. by talking to the officers that I know mm-hmm. that most of these kids are from St. Paul. Okay, and they're coming downtown. The light rail. They get free. They, the they, have, they have free metro passes. Okay. And therefore, then they get off the light rail and they're like, now downtown. let's incite violence. I mean, what's the purpose? Are they looking for drugs? Are they looking for. No, it's just a hangout. Uh, just a hangout because there's nothing else to do? Or yeah, it's a hangout. What? Okay. The Mall of America throws them out. I see. This is interesting. I yeah, I'd like to hear do you more. Know, do you know, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. you have to be with somebody over eighteen to get into the Mall of America. So you, you do? Yes, yeah, so you can be arrested. Oh. If you're under eighteen, they won't let you in. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a fact. That's interesting. After I, guess... I think after I think it's five or six p.m. Huh? Yep, six p.m. You have really? To, yep, you have to be with somebody over eighteen that can be arrested. Wow, that's interesting. Because downtown, you can't be arrested. Right. There's, because, there's no loitering yeah. laws. There's no yep. any laws. So. so we've got a lot of great topics coming up. We, I did want to hear about we, your week. We, How are you we doing? Do? 
Yeah, we've got a lot. I wanted to talk to you about a few things. Um, and later for our Minneapolis fun fact, um, I... I don't have a fun fact. Uh, but I have a fun fact for you that's going to become a fun fact for everyone. This is going to be later on in the show, so please stay tuned. I am going to give Nick the Myers-Briggs personality type quiz because I am dying to know what he is. And I think what, I've what's got... What's the it. options? They're, they come in different options. Idiot, like You're like ENFJ. <laughs> it's an acronym. But then it's going to tell me is there basically genius? who is there you genius are. In there? And it's also going to tell me um, what what jobs are best for you. Is there a genius, so if, genius category? If Maybe. Um, maybe. Like, so I'm interested to see if, like, council person of the third ward is a, a job that pops up for you, for your so personality there, there's type. there's no genius category. There, it's, a, it's a personality type that two doctors, science, I mean, it's all based on science. Right, and I'm, it's very accurate. Mine was, like, spot on. Spot on. Prostitution porn star? Yeah, that's what it was. Exactly. (laughs) So we've got that coming up. That's going to be our fun fact is figuring out what this beast Nick, L.A. Nick, is by Myers-Briggs. Jonathan Honerbrink is coming on. He is our guest. It's all all one word. Honerbrink. Honerbrink. I'm going to get it. And um, he is going to be on later on the show. He's running for mayor of Minneapolis. So that should be interesting. Um, I did want to talk about he's mental running, illness. It is a special thing, though. He's actually running as a Republican. That is a special thing. Because that's almost an impossible thing in the city. Yeah. I did want to talk about mental illness because I think you've got a lot of um, <laughs> experience. <laughs> no, I think you've got a lot of um, opinions on mental illness and I how met, it relates I to actually, crime. I met with somebody today on that mental health, mental health issues in the city of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And... Just hit that I table. Would, while you're I'm talking. going to. Yeah. I would say, and th- this is my estimate, I would say 20 to 25% of most of the problems downtown are from people with mental health issues that are not being treated. Right. They're, they're, self-medic- they're self medicating yep. or they're mm-hmm. off their medication. And I think there's a, there's a, I don't think I have a very easy solution for that problem. You do. So I would like to hear about that. Yep. And then we've got things that we want to promote and, and blah, blah, blah. I got some stuff. stories, too. And I have a lot of 911 calls. Do you really? Yes. You have so many 911 calls. Can I first bring up a story that I wanted to discuss? No. Why? <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Why do you always do this to me? Why? Okay. So Planned Parenthood first. What is your opinion of Planned Parenthood? You know, I... um. Planned Parenthood's a tough, a tough call for me. It really is. I, I am torn in two different directions of Planned Parenthood. I, I realize that Planned Parenthood offers a lot of amazing services for women. Um, I also know that they do a lot of controversial things. So it tears me. I, I don't know how to fix the Planned Parenthood problem. I know it, it, it's kind of a necessary evil, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. Um, but I think that they need an outside source kind of parenting them, like watching them and saying that's not cool. Or You're talking about like just an overhead and, you know, some kind of auditing or something to promote well we don't know where the money's going and we don't know like i know they're doing they're doing 
they get a lot of federal funding. Mm-hmm. We're paying a lot of taxpayers are paying a lot into into parent, Planned Parenthood. Where is the money going? I mean, is somebody making a million dollars a year that works there? Here's what I would say, though. In my experience, Planned Parenthood, especially when I was younger, um, helped many, 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 many of my friends get on birth control, get education, get pap smears, get cancer screenings early. Things were caught early because of that. And get abortions. And I didn't have any firsthand experience with friends that got abortions through Planned Parenthood. Um, I know that the one in Uptown near where I live does not perform abortions. And so the, the clinics that I had been to were clinics that did not perform abortions on those sites. Whether other Planned Parenthoods do or does... Um, and they, oh, I guess and they published a report on where they spend yearly, too. So they're pretty yeah, but, transparent. But so, but so does the city. That doesn't mean crap. I think they're very transparent. But I think that the good that they do will outweigh the moral dilemma that a few of us have over abortion. What's, what's the, big, what's the people's, what's people's biggest complaint about Planned Parenthood? It's the abortion and the morality surrounding that, correct? And so... If, if you're saying, and I don't know if this is an accurate number, but 60% of Planned Parenthoods do not even perform that service, you know, 40% do. Let's then focus on the 40% and, you know, let's take some of that money and redirect to educating more and, like, putting funding into adoption. You know, can we work with these girls so that they could have the baby in a way where the baby was adopted? Things like that. Um, you know, but I read this article in the Star Trib um, by but, a woman well, named Bonnie. But, it, but it's a Star Trib. Yeah. A woman named Bonnie Miller-Rubin. And she, um, her story was that she went in there for just a checkup, and it found out that um, that the specialist that saw her was um, able to diagnose lymphoma. Um, it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and basically saved her life because of that diagnosis. If she hadn't had that service to walk into um, to have an exam done and she wouldn't have if Planned Parenthood wasn't there, she would be dead today. So there are a lot of stories like that. Um, and so so I'm for Planned Parenthood. I'm going to be really clear about that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my, my opinion. I'm for women. So if you're for choice, then if you're for well, women, well, I'm for women. So mm-hmm. whatever a woman decides, I'm OK with that. Yep. And I think it is a woman's I, because choice. I think yeah. women are the superior, superior sex so they they can do whatever they want well we're gonna be back soon with no, we're gonna Jonathan keep talking because <laughs> our producers waving Horner his hands violently it's all one word Horner Brink. okay i'm gonna get this right jonathan trust me it's one word just kidding never trust a woman we'll be right back with minneapolis 911 i'm hesley ray with la nick Tired of the big box store? Hello? Is anybody out there? Had it with mom and pop hardware stores? OMG, it was just here last week. Want something just right? That's Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Buyswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Buyswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton.
You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. Look down the street. It's a car. It's it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. Welcome to The Exchange. A swanky cocktail lounge for grown-ups of stunning beauty. The Exchange. Featuring two full-service bars, a dance floor, exclusive VIP seating. With the Twin Cities sexiest people. The most state-of-the-art sound and light equipment available anywhere in North America. The first Function One Evo sound system. Exchange Nightclub, 10 South 5th Street, Lumber Exchange Building, downtown Minneapolis. The Exchange, your premier nightlife destination. And we're back. Another Minneapolis 911 episode. So we were talking... uh, about Planned Parenthood, and I said, I'm all for women, and whatever women decide on that topic, I will follow suit. I think that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, I don't, I'm listen, definitely I, for Most men don't go to Planned Parenthood, so they don't know crap about it. Right. Women go to Planned Parenthood, they know about it. So yeah. if most women say that Planned Parenthood's good, then I'm okay with it. If most women say Planned Parenthood's no good, then I'm okay with it. Right. So, so let's move on. You said uh, that... The body cams from the police. Oh, I have, I have a lot of stories. So it's funny how many people bitched that we got to have body cams on all our cops. Oh, got to have them. If we don't have them, what are we? Got to have them. We got to see what our cops are doing. It's what are they doing we in wa- the bathroom? We want to know what our cops are doing. I want to know what they're eating, who they're talking to. If they're cheating on their wives, I want to know so ju- everything. Just last year, Minneapolis Police Department brace for the unexpected crowds of people so eager to see what our cops are doing it was just me so far the newest movies in minneapolis from mpd have been a box office flop no one cares no (laughs) one cares no one will watch them no one will watch them no it's boring they're just standing around like oh here's some pepper spray only now 10 here, here oh, i am writing my damned report guess how many people have 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 requested to see body cam tape one and it was me it was 10 oh 10, ten times me 10 individuals have asked to see video oh that's so sad so, well, that's so, so it's funny. a waste of millions of dollars. Four million to be exact. Four million dollars. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, that's how it goes when people think that something is not going to pass. You know, they're all for it. And then when it does, they're like, oh, I didn't really mean it. I was just caught up with the, you know, saw, hysteria. Uh, Sheriff Stanick's not going to run for governor. Sheriff Stanick? Yeah. 
Does he? Richard is he Stenick. good? I like him. Do I we? like Richard a lot. Yeah, I think he's a good guy. Yeah, but he's not going to run for for governor. He's not. No, nope. he announced it yesterday. He's not running for governor. What's he doing? He's going to be sheriff still. Oh, I like that. Sort of like <laughs> murder. She wrote. It's always like Amos Tupper. Our I Amos thought, Tupper. I thought he is... would get pushed out after he was with Trump, but yeah, he was he was right next to Trump. Stanek will never fall. So we've got our mayoral candidate online and ready to talk to us. Yeah, we got target ready to fail, too. Um, Jonathan, can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you guys doing? Good. Oh, good. How are you, buddy? I'm Well, I'm phenomenal, Nick. Uh, you are the mayor of the city, though, right? <laughs> I'm the mayor after dark. Yes. So well, Nick, you're more visible than our current mayor, and you know that. So. I do know that. She is uh, very reclusive. Yeah, Nick has yeah. managed to stay in everyone's faces, whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, I can tell you what. We had a, a forum debate at Southwest High School for the kids, and she was realistically the only candidate that didn't show up. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of mean. That's kind of more than sad. That's mean. That well, is I mean, mean. Ray Deng couldn't be there because he was at the state capitol. But I don't know what she was doing, but she decided not to come. So hmm. did did Jacob Fry come up? Jacob was there. Uh, Asar was there. Not everyone was there, but I mean, you know, her being the mayor and saying she cares about kids so much at Southwest High School, not. Going there tells you something. Oh, it tells you. They, they it tells you a lot. Good questions. They ask a lot of good questions, Nick. A lot of good questions. You know what, They're I, on point. I've noticed kids like and, what, kids ask a lot of honest questions. What was like one one or two of the questions that stuck out to you, Jonathan? Uh, they were talking about SROs in the school. Uh, they were curious about that. What's that? I don't uh, that even was, know. SROs, uh, SROs are kind of like cops that we put in the school system, uh, Minneapolis. Security. Uh, but, you know, the oh, thing is, is okay. the, the state funds the schools, you know, and mm-hmm. since the state funds the schools, but yet the city uh, guards the schools, uh, it's, it's a little bit, you know, different mixed situation. There's a lot of mixed situations in Minneapolis between multiple uh, entities in Minneapolis. Right. Okay. So, Jonathan Honer Brink. I'm saying your name correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. It took me. They keep. It's one word. I know. And now, like, because they're yelling at me so much about your name, I feel like I'm sweating over it. It's, it's scaring the me. The funny thing is, mm-hmm. the funny thing is, I none of my family pronounces it the same. Everyone says it differently. Okay. Some people take the R out of it. I think it was Honey Brink. I, I really don't even know. I've been to Germany, and they were like, that is not German. That's like a made-up name. <laughs> we, I think I think there was a couple names that came together. So, I, I, you know, I really actually want to do a DNA test to actually figure everything out. Cause you no know, we just did a side. DNA test on our dog to figure out what kind of breed it is. I could swab <laughs> your cheek if you wanted and send it somewhere. <laughs> I know how to do it now. <laughs> right. All right. Well, what what, what, what breed oh, was yeah, your dog? We don't know yet. We have to okay. wait for two weeks. But I will make a big reveal on the show. And I'll let everyone That'd know what Jonathan... Honor Brink is as well. I say he changed to Horny Brink. <laughs> Horny, you know what? That was uh, my nickname. Yeah, Jonathan Horny Brink. Horny, it was Horny Brink. 
horny, horny toad, grown up. Uh, hey, I think that, that that might I get mean, you. Some, that you might that might get you some press, man. So, Jonathan, I do uh, have a few it could, it real questions for you, if you will, uh, you know, entertain me here. What made you want to run for mayor? Well, it's, uh, realistically, I, you know, I grew up in North Minneapolis. I, I realize and I've seen the problems as I've grown up. My parents still live over there, and I see the city completely changing, uh, growing at some levels, but at, at other levels they're kind of, you know, being the opposite of what everyone claims they are, especially in debates, that we're progressive. But I just see a digression happening uh, in the city. And, you know, I just got sick of uh, watching the kids that I coached and mentored and that I was involved with uh, go to prison and not graduate from high school. And I was really tired of uh, seeing when they do graduate, them not being able to read or even move on to, you know, the next level in college or even go to trade school. There's just no jobs for them. Uh, at a high school level, which I started working at 14, uh, at Burger King, I remember that, working for Deepak. Um, there's just nothing for them to do, and it's just not, no one's talking about real solid issues and what the true problems are. No one is. Uh, they all say the same thing, and I believe I have a very different voice. And I was interviewing with NPR, uh, what was it, Tuesday, and they were pretty shocked that I uh, was a Republican, but they uh, they liked the message. Good. Okay. And then, what do you think that like what are, what is your top con- top three concerns for Minneapolis right now, and how would you rate the city on a scale of one to ten? Um. I w- well, it depends on which ward you live in. Mm-hmm. Um. But as far as the top three topics, uh, I believe are completely different than what every other candidate is talking about. Okay. Um, personally, I believe the reason we have so much crime in different areas uh, in Minneapolis is we don't have any community centers anywhere for kids to go after school. A lot of kids are in single-parent homes. And when you're in a single-parent home, the mother's typically uh, working mm-hmm. and is not going to be home. And the kids have nothing to do. And they don't have any educational outlets outside of when they get done with school. And I see this school board failing right now. Um, so I think it's time we just took care of it ourselves because they're not taking care of it on a state level. Right. And that's something that's truly important to me. And that's our number one thing is getting community-based park board systems not the way they have them done now because they're only open for a couple hours a day. But champion big park board systems where there's education, you know, actual education, something tangible where they can do some graphic design work in there, where they can work on music, where they can do some stuff like learning about the radio, learning about doing just different things in life that they can take on afterwards into college or into a career. Right. So that's our number one thing, number one thing, because we don't have community centers in Minneapolis. If you go all around every single suburb, they they have a community center. You go to Minnetonka, they got community centers. You go to Rodgersville, they got community centers. You go to... Golden Valley, there's community centers. There is no community centers in Minneapolis, none. The park board has failed us tremendously with how they spend money. I think a big part of that is the community centers in those suburb towns, you don't have to police them. 
So if you have a community center in Northside or in downtown, then you have to police them. The city doesn't want to police anything. So, Well, right, but that's the park board police are supposed to take care of that, and they're, they're not visible. I've worked with the park board. I coach with the park board. You know where they're visible? They're not visible. You couldn't find them. You know where they are visible? In the nicest areas you could find, like West River Parkway. <laughs> that's, that's exactly where they are. Visible. No, I know. That's where they are. The I, I, is... I ride my bike down West River Parkway. I see one every block. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you well know we are going gonna... and, and that's reality, but think about it like this. Nick, think about it. This is really serious. Do you remember when Northside became Murderapolis? Yep. It was right around 94, 95, yep. roughly in the mid-90s. Yep, I remember seeing it in the so news. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, we used to go to a place called The Way, all right? And The Way was actually a community center right where the 4th Precinct sits, right where it sits. They tore it down. It needed to be remodeled, there's no doubt. The building was built in 1913. They tore it down, and they put nothing back. All right, so now what are we going to do? What are the kids going to do? It turned into Murder Apples within two years, taking that community center. That's where we went. That's where I went. That's where all the really good basketball players came from. So yeah, that, I have actually heard the name. I've did. actually heard the name of that place, and I've heard a lot of people speak good things about it. Okay, well, we got to yeah, go to well, break. They, they Jonathan Honer Brink, <laughs> mayoral, <laughs> mayoral candidate. I want you to stay on the line, if you will, and we'll be back with you and more after this break with Minneapolis911.com. Wow, Betty, your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. A unique and inspiring dining choice. That's Bank Restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. Housed in a beautifully restored circa 1900 bank building, it's the perfect place for a casual breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Featuring modern American dining, where fresh local ingredients combine with a historic yet revitalized setting for a truly unique dining experience. A four-star surrounding with a casual price. Whether it's a power lunch, lunch with your girls, or a romantic dinner, Bank Restaurant is a lively and effervescent 
new way to dine. Don't forget to check out the Gold Bar for exotic drinks or the adventure of the extensive wine vault. All the more for you to enjoy a casual lunch or a night on the town. Bank Restaurant at 88 South 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis. Call 612-656-3255 for reservations. That's 612-656-3255. Or go to this station's website, Bank, where four stars meets casual dining. Minneapolis 911. I'm Hesley Ray with LA Nick, and we are back with mayoral candidate, mayoral candidate for Minneapolis, Jonathan Honer Brink. Mayoral. 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 We're just stretching this episode out at this point. Mayoral. I was doing it in a really Minnesotan way. Mayoral candidate, Jonathan Honer Brink. That sounded like a weird robot. Sorry about that. Um, so especially sorry if you do win, because then I'm like, hello, Mayor. Remember when I did that weird yeah, robot voice? Right. Hello. Mean, now I'm British. I'll be around, so you can actually, I'll, I'll be coming back. As soon as I win, me and Nick will be uh, hanging out, because uh, I'd love to be on his show all the time. So Sounds good. Well, then I'll, I'll be here lurking around unless I get kicked off yeah, by she's, then. Yeah, she's a lurker. I'm a lurker. I don't think I even work here. I just <laughs> I, I just sneak in every once in a while. Um, so right. we did have I did have a couple other questions. I liked you know I liked listening to the NPR um, piece about you and and I do enjoy hearing about the different candidates. I always want to know more about like personal life though. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your yourself personally. Like what do you do in your spare time? What's your favorite like binge watch thing to on TV to watch? Um, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? Do you all that stuff? I think people want to know and i do too so tell us more about you i i actually i haven't watched tv this year so well, I haven't good, it good, for, reading, good good for good good for you what are you reading scanning through the well the city budget uh the county budget boring uh, for months i love no i know it's not <laughs> super fun but i gotta do what i gotta do i mean right. I get, if i'm trying to run for mayor i have to completely understand the budget and That's get a true. grasp on it yeah, um, so it sounds like you're very well, dedicated to reading. Yeah, I'm dedicated to it and just making plans, making sure it's all done. Um, you know, basically, I just I kind of stick to a regimen, how I keep my day, and we work with our staff a lot, trying to get everything pulled together right, redo some things, make sure that we're accurate before we really push forward. Uh, and we have another debate on June 29th uh, with our revolution. I, I think all of us are going to be there for that one, so... What time um, and where? Coming up. I think that's on Washington. We don't, it's on Washington. I do not know, it's June 29th. I do not know exactly the time. They just emailed me and said, hey, we want you to participate because I spoke in front of them. Um, so it's an interesting group. I, I don't align with a lot of things that they say, but uh, they liked what they heard and they want to hear it again. That sounds good. So then spare time, like when you're not doing the mayoral stuff, what do you do to relax? What do you, I mean, do you have a family? Do you have a pet? Like, tell us about you as a human. I, I do not. I don't have a family. Uh, I moved. Uh, I was engaged. Uh, got out of that at the end of last year, middle of last year, and then uh, moved to Minneapolis because I built a house in Minnetonka. 
Okay. I actually like to work. I'm kind of a workaholic. That kind of uh, is my fun. So I work out, but I love working. So I thoroughly enjoy it. That's what I truly love to do. That's what you do. But I also, I mentor, I mentor kids um, still, and I work with kids a lot in North Minneapolis and in different parts of South Minneapolis. Um, I'm involved in my church as well out in Eden Prairie. Okay. Uh, And then my mom and my dad, they're, they're getting older, so I'm spending a lot of time with them. That's good. Uh, none of my sisters live in uh, Alaska. One lives in Alaska, and the other one lives in Milwaukee. So uh, I'm pretty much the only one around for that. So. For the parents, okay. So running as a Republican, uh, why do you believe that you'll be the Republican candidate that wins? Why do I be, believe that I'm the Republican candidate that wins? Yes. I don't think there's any other Republicans running. Uh, there might be, you know, I think Bob Cronin is running. Um, historically other than yeah historically so i'm I'm not i'm not uh he's got a lot of good advice so he he definitely does he's not he's a smart person he thinks uh about different things but he's he's talking about one issue but his issue he's got some valid points um and i've listened to him and i think that's a good thing Uh, as far as running against eight other democrats is they're truly not progressive they're the exact opposite Everything they've said has been the same thing. I'm talking about stuff that's completely different. Um, I think the police department has done, you know, a good job for what they have to work with. Mm-hmm. And you got I think there's several different issues beyond the Minneapolis Police Department that we don't talk about. And that's been a huge issue in Minneapolis. And, and me and Nick have talked about that, especially down in the third ward where the issues truly lie on Hennepin Avenue and by the transit. Mm -hmm. And we don't talk enough about those areas. We talk about Northside and there's your shootings and everything that goes on there. But we, I mean, rarely do we talk about the stuff that's going on in the third ward. And it's truly not a Minneapolis police department issue. If you look at where the crimes actually happen, happening. It's actually, it's actually not. In fact, the last couple of times, the last three days in a row, I've seen major issues in the third ward, and there was five cops right there when the issues happened. These kids, in all three instances, the kids were from St. Paul, and they don't even care. They don't even care there's a cop there. They don't care. They could care less. They just don't right. care. Right. Well, I mean, that's part, partly political correctness, and you and I both know that. Yep. They're afraid to do anything and get sued, but... Here's the bigger issue is that the Metropolitan Council is actually technically responsible for where most of the crimes happening in the third war. They are. Yes, it's, it's all it's all it's all mass transit. It's all mass transit issues. It's issues coming from St. Paul. You and I both know that. Yep. That is where the Metropolitan Council, which is completely unconstitutional. Well, remember that, that remember remember our mayor's husband is guy. I know that is Met Council, South Minneapolis, North Minneapolis, and Robbinsdale. But Nick, I mean, all the crime you and I both know happens around the transit system, well, and the Metropolitan Council is in control of Metro Transit Police. And I've never seen one of those guys out of a car ever. Have you? I actually did yesterday. They they maced a bunch of people on Seventh and Hennepin yesterday. Um, they were all right. they they were all Metro Police, and. They they kind of hover around that one bus stop right at Seventh and Hennepin because yeah. um, it's right. such it's such a large bus stop. It, it sometimes it'll have seventy five people at it. So you know they that's that's the spot there. That's probably the only spot I ever see them at. And they keep a paddy wagon. Maybe 
Okay. Do you think the Metro Transit Police should step up their uh, enforcement in those issues? Well, I think it's just it's a necessity in that spot. I think what's happening is that Betsy Hodges is squashing their presence anywhere else because she wants everybody to think this is the safest city in the world, and it's just not. Mm-hmm. It's just not. <laughs> and not I think, at all. I think they have to have them there because there's a problem there. There's a nine one nine one one call for service there every single day. So just mm-hmm. they just park a cop there because there's so many problems. Well, I, I see the Metro Transit Police as, as one of the bigger issues, but it's actually the Metropolitan Council. So, well, I, I like a, to I'm know. I like to know where the money that that and like you said earlier, the Park Police. It cracks me up when I go out motorcycle riding and I go down West River Parkway. I see a Park Police p- car parked like every ten blocks, just sitting there. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> They're well, in where the, would you would you do you want to have to do a report or get sued or do you want any of that? But they're just parked along West River Parkway. There's no crime on West River Parkway. <laughs> I've never seen any. I'm unaware of it. But and and you, know, you know what else? I, I, also, I also said this to a cop yesterday. I've never seen a traffic stop in downtown Minneapolis. I said, do we, really? even, do we even have traffic cops? And he said, yeah, we have a few, but they only go out on the outskirts on the freeway and, and deal with DUIs. Right. Like, you can't get a traffic stop in downtown Minneapolis. No, yeah, well, I, no, I, I mean, I think that they are, they would stop up too much traffic. Everything's closed down for construction. There's only, like, tiny little lanes you can get through right now anyway. Imagine a traffic right. stop in the middle of that. We'd be screwed for days. So, well, I want to thank Jonathan Honer Brink for coming on the show. Hey, we, you said his name right. I got it finally by the Thank end of this segment. Um, we would love to have you back, and we invite all of the candidates, the mayoral candidates, um, to join us on this show. Um, Jonathan, we again really pre- appreciate your time, and tell us how people can get a hold of you um, if they want to ask you any questions yeah, or, or get how, any more or ideas, or how they could help you, or how they could help you if they're interested. Well, you know, if they can go for Jonathan for Mayor Minneapolis dot com and sign up. Uh, get involved. <clears throat> that would be great. Get involved with the campaign. Get involved with the program. We're trying to be a little bit more progressive than everybody else by doing things and, and talking about things and working on a full budget for the first year, the, the first year, then two years, then in four years, so I can show people exactly what I'm doing. We're looking at disinvestment of some properties, looking at how we can actually make money as a city instead of just keep taxing to the point where no one wants to come downtown. Um, so we're coming together with some strategies with a lot of different people that are in raking positions actually in Minneapolis and, and in different areas to make sure that we actually do this right when we get into office, because I do believe we will get into office. So I want to make sure we have everything under wraps and we're doing exactly the right things for the community. So give us uh, that address community. one more time. <clears throat> it's Jonathan for Mayor. Minneapolis, mpls.com. Okay, great. And Jonathan Honer Brink, again, thank you for your time on the show. It was great, great talking to you. Wonderful listening to your ideas. We are going to go to break pretty soon, but we're coming back with uh, real 911 calls. Myers-Briggs personality test conducted upon L.A. Nick (laughs) and much more. So we'll see you soon. This is Hesley Ray and LA Nick with Minneapolis911.com.
Ricky Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. What's next for the Rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage for my amps and equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust and humidity for my famous guitars. And talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com. Gotta move. Ah. We sell moving supplies. To and we're back. Minneapolis911.com on the Oinick with Pastor Ray. And we've got some 911 calls set up for you. You know what? I, I, you know, I, I gotta interrupt you, so... Uh, you know, I, I keep saying, I keep telling everybody, I kept telling everybody Macy's was going to leave. It was no way. Macy's never leaving. I kept You're saying, a wizard. I kept saying, powers. Barnes Noble, mm -hmm. nope, Barnes Noble's not going to leave. I keep yep. saying. You keep saying, and it keeps happening, and I'm scared of you. And, and I say that Betsy Hodges will get reelected. Everybody's here nuts. No way. Everybody hates her. She'll get reelected. Oh, don't tell me that. And I say, keep saying. That Target's going to leave downtown. I'm not saying they're leaving Minnesota. I'm saying they're going to leave downtown. Oh my gosh! They're, I think they're going to leave. So, but what in, will happen in to Sunday's us? paper? Target leads strange sector. The shift to online shopping once again takes a toll on Minneapolis's largest, or Minnesota's largest retailer. The state's biggest retailer, Minneapolis-based Target Corporation, has a particularly disappointing year. Once again, uh, they went from sixty. They they they're, they're they're just they're just hemorrhaging cash. Hemorrhaging. Hemorrhaging. It yes, dropped. Their, their their revenue dropped six five point eight percent to six sixty nine billion, down from seventy three point eight billion in lack from this year to last year. So that's a that's 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 a that's a lot a big nothing loss. Nothing to shake your nose at. No. Is that a real saying? I don't know. I'm turning into an old lady. What, wait, what's it say for uh, sales from this book? You know, that's almost as depressing as these 911 calls we're about to get into. Well, actually, some of these 911 calls aren't depressing. You found happy ones. I found a couple of good ones. 911, what's your emergency? I'm happy today. No, these some of these are pretty funny. Okay. 33 for welfare check, 6770 Woodhill Trails, the layman residence. The dad did not show up for work today, which is very unlike him. He's a school bus driver. 93 Anderson Amson, 133 Prairie Preserve. We have had contacts there with his son Nathan, and there is a hazard on the address for him. 70 133, your status? 70, we're not getting any answer. 60133 or 102. But dispatch just spoke with uh, Party's sister. They'd like us to breach the door. If you guys can go ahead and do that. We copy. Um, we're going to wait for you with the RAM. Summer. And dispatch, you can start medic. Start medic, call three. Routine's fine. I'm standby. 
93.6, do you want me to head that way with a bunker or anything? If you're clear, you can float this way. 10-4. 93, control, both squads clear, transport Methodist. 10-4, So this one wasn't a happy story. So school bus driver found dead in his home. Yep. And is this at all related to that article that was in the Star Tribune recently where it was another Eden Prairie couple Long found dead in their home and the son was arrested in connection and he had a history of mental illness? I did not know? see that story. Okay. Well, oh, I yes. You know, what, you know what? I did see that story. In fact, I have that story. Right I have it open, too. I'm going to read this story. I don't know that these two are related. I don't think they are. Okay, but but I do know that... Um, Was his dad a school bus driver? I, I'll find out in a second. A man arrested Thursday after his parents were found dead in their Eden Prairie home has a long history of mental illness and it was being sought for civil commitment records show. You know what? You know what? It mm -hmm. is the same one. because It is, because the, the, when I heard this call, it says two people found dead. In the home. Okay. Well, we can't confirm. But I think it is because two people were found dead. That right now. Um, but it said, okay, so police were called to the quiet cul-de-sac on the 6,000 block of Wood Hill Trail about 7.20 a.m. Thursday to conduct a welfare check yeah. on a man who failed to report for work. Yeah, it's the same story. Trust me. I listened to the whole story. Inside it's, the home. Two people were found dead. Officers discovered the bodies. There were no other occupants in the home. When Nathan Lehman has been civilly committed as mentally ill and chemically dependent on several times since 2014. So he's incapable of self-management um, because of the amount of marijuana and methamphetamine he used on a daily and weekly basis. So because this guy did a bunch of drugs, that makes him mentally insane? I don't know. You know, this is so sad, though. So he obviously was having a, a hard time and then a hard time because he's doing methamphetamine and marijuana and he wasn't able to get help for it obviously wow. and then the his parents you know had to feel the well i mean that's he, just so, so he, sad so he that killed really both his sad, parents because he was doing story. meth well i don't buy the whole drug at addiction a mentally insane thing i'm sorry I think it. I think it could erode the brain enough that people become but mentally they, insane. But you're still liable for doing that. At some point, but then you have to get into the, like the idea of addiction itself. Do you believe addiction is a genetic disorder in itself? At some point, yes, you have to make a choice to put down that drug of choice. Maybe they should have put him down. <sighs> I don't know. It's just a very, that's a very sad story, and our hearts go out to them. And, again, I think this is a good time to shout out. If you are having trouble with mental illness, feeling lost, feeling homicidal, feeling suicidal, um, or, or addicted to something that you addicts. know that you're addicted to, reach out to someone. You have to tell the truth to Re someone. Reach out to me. Reach out to Nick. There are many numbers that you can call as well. No, that reach are out to me. I'm serious. I'm, yeah, I'm an expert. Yeah, he's telling you the truth. Reach out to me. Find me on Facebook or Twitter. Facebook's L-A-N-I-K. But I'm telling you, I've been through it. I know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Find me. Talk to me. I'll be happy yep. to talk to you. I'll even give you my number. You can call me. Yep, and we'll have more resources posted okay, after the show. Okay, let's go to a happier 911 call because that call depressed is me. The, is this the McDonald's one? I believe so. All right, let's listen. 
Abel, copy yourself signing a customer trouble at McDonald's, 2929 Hennepin Avenue South, for a homeless female trying to fill up a drink from a different cup. Would you like us to watch with this? So what a waste of power, police power. McDonald's is going to call the cops for a homeless person filling up a non-McDonald's cup with pop. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, who cares? We got way bigger problems yeah. with McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. I mean, who knows, though? Maybe it was like the 50th time I don't she care. was also was, threatening I don't, other people. No, she was just filling a cup with soda. Yeah, that seems sad to me, too. Ridiculous. Like, get Ridiculous. over it, you teenage McDonald's makes McDonald's so much money. Workers. But if you were like 15 years old and it was your first job and you're like, the, oh, the boss is going to be mad at me. And the boss probably would have been like, you owe us $2 for that I would have bought. You know what I would have done? I would have bought the lady a cock pop. A, a cock? A pop. I, th- <laughs> I thought you said something else first. <laughs> yeah, you, mine's in the gutter. <laughs> All right. Because you, <laughs> you were looking at that porn on 7th Street. I was staring at that porn too long. You were looking at that 7th. porn on 7th Street. I, I was the one who put it there. I think you might have been because it was all blondes. <laughs> it was me. Okay, um, moving along. Let's go to our next call. 7666 Nola Drive for animal complaints. There's a woodchuck stuck inside the comps wheel well. It's going to be a tan Saturn in the backyard. A woodchuck. A woodchuck chucks chuck wood. What's How that much saying? wood could would a wood chuck chuck, chuck chuck if a wood chuck could chuck wood? Well, this wood chuck was stuck in a wheel well of somebody's car. Well, then he could chuck zero have woods. You, have you ever seen a wood chuck? I, yeah. I've yeah. Seen, is that the same as a beaver? Kind of. They look similar. Yeah. I've seen beavers. I've never seen a wood chuck. Mm-hmm. Does anybody call wood chucks? Or are they just beavers? What do you mean, like, call them? Hey, Woody. No, but are they called woodchucks or are they beavers? Yes, they're called woodchucks. They're, no, they're, beaver is a different thing. So it's a different animal. Yeah, it is. Sure. Yes. Sure. What's positive. different about them? Well, a beaver has a big, wide, fat tail, and it makes dams in the river, and a woodchuck lives in the trees. Really? Uh-huh. Do you have any woodchucks? Do I have them? Yeah. No, I don't Can you have, have them as a pet? Probably. I don't think you can. I don't know. I, I'll get one. I think I'll tell chuck, you how it goes. I think a woodchuck would mess you I up, th- man. I'll try to cuddle it at night. <laughs> no, I think it would do it. Just shred you. Hi there. It would just it's shred like you. like a raccoon. It would shred hey, you. Hey, buddy. It would just shred you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll get one, though, and test it out for the show. I'll take one for the team. Okay, let's go to our next call. The parties are separated. The male in question that was... Uh, Cut the lawn too short on the RP's property is back mowing lawn at the corner house at Normandale in 66. And the other half, they're back at their house. So this guy called the cops because somebody cut his lawn too short. What <laughs> the hell is he, wrong with He hired with you, somebody sir. to call, to cut his lawn, and they cut it too short. Oh, my God. Oh, only you need Dinah, I got to tell you. Let's go to our last call. 424 and a supervisor to acknowledge a possible shooting. 3614 Bryant Avenue North. Caller's reporting a male came up to the house, stated he'd been shot in the leg. Unknown suspect info. 402 copy. 1967. Negative. The caller can only see the victim, uh, reported to be in the front yard, discovers a black male wearing a cream colored shirt and blue jeans. Copy. 460. Copy 460. Four sixty eight code four for EMS. Copy code four for EMS twenty hundred. Four sixty eight info. Four sixty eight 
The shooting occurred at 36 and Bryant, and the shooter is on foot. Uh, no information on the suspect. Copy, occurred at 36 and Bryant. Suspect left on foot. No further suspect info. 2001. You know, I, this call, you, you can hear you can hear him every day. It's sad. It is sad. And you know what? There, there's getting more and more and more of them. Mm-hmm. I played one on, I was on Tom Bernard Monday, and I played a clip of a guy shot in the head on East Lake Street. Hmm. There was a shooting at the chicken chicken and uh, fish place mm-hmm. right on East Lake. And when they got there, uh, somebody who worked there was already taken. When the police arrived, somebody that worked there was already taken to the hospital in an ambulance. And they told the ambulance driver there's another victim. Mm. Well, that victim tried to drive himself to the hospital, but he only made it to the corner to the to the Boost Mobile store. And mm. then somebody, why the cops were on the radio, somebody said, hey, there's a guy in his car slumped over the wheel at block away. So they went there, and he was shot in the head. Oh, my God. And uh, so he tried to drive himself. Don't ever try to drive yourself to the hospital unless you oh. know the hospital is, like, right there. Well, because I don't. Yeah, I don't. Because those first anyway. responders are key to you living. Yep, They're exactly. Key. Well, we'll but be right back uh, with our Myers-Briggs personality test for Nick. I'm scared about this one. We'll be right back with Minneapolis911.com. Forty years ago, owner Gene Dubois and his friends sat on his granny's front porch step and discussed cars. Matchbox cars. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. This one is dead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. Yeah, this one is perfect. And 40 years later, they're still discussing cars. Only now, the cars have grown a little. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. See? This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. And this one? Yeah, that one's perfect. How about this one? Fact is, anyone can sell cars, but to sell quality, inspected cars, you have to know what a quality, dependable car looks like. And when you've got Gene and his team and all that experience, you can't help but win. Star Auto and Truck Sales not only sells you the car, you also get friendly customer service and no-hassle shopping. And because these are hand-picked, quality, mechanically-fit cars and trucks, just like on Granny's Porch 40 years ago, you get honest value. Something hard to find in today's world. Star Auto and Truck Sales at StarAutoAndTruck.com. Welcome to The Exchange. The Exchange. Featuring two full-surface bars, a dance floor, exclusive VIP seating. The Exchange. Immerse yourself in the underground oasis with the Twin Cities' sexiest people. The Exchange. A swanky cocktail lounge for grown-ups of stunning beauty. And the most state-of-the-art sound and light equipment available anywhere in North America. The first Function One Evo sound system. Like sound and music perfection. Elevate your club experience at the Exchange. Exchange Nightclub, 10 South 5th Street Lumber Exchange Building, downtown Minneapolis. The Exchange, your premier nightlife destination. And we're back, Minneapolis901.com. I'm Melanie Nick with my co-host, beautiful and hilarious co-host. That's right. I gotta give props to our musical greatness, Blue Felix, on our show every week. My favorite Minnesota band. Are um, you ready? 
for your personality. Oh God, we're going to droid you this. Yes, we're really doing this. Do I have to answer like hard questions? They're not difficult questions, no. Because I don't know a lot. So this free personality test that I'm getting is from humanmetrics.com. It's based on Carl Jung's and Isabel Briggs Meyer's personality type theory. These guys look legit. They're legit, okay? All right. right. So I'm going to ask you a series of short questions that are not not difficult. Are you going to write them down? Number one, you are almost never late for your appointments. I am never late. I'm always so 10 minutes early. a hard no. Hard, a hard no. Okay. Never. Okay. I'm early everywhere. Okay, well, that would be a hard yes because you're almost never late. So, yes. I'm never late. Will you like to be engaged in an active and fast-paced job? No. No. You enjoy having a wide circle of acquaintances. Yes. You feel involved when watching TV soaps. No. Okay. <laughs> the actual opposite. You run. are usually the first to react to a sudden event, the telephone ringing or unexpected question. Uh, you are usually the first to react to an to a sudden event, the telephone ringing or an unexpected question. Who was the question from? It doesn't matter. It's unexpected. <laughs> Do you react first? Like, bring the telephone rings. Do you react first? In, in my household? Anywhere. I would say probably yes. Okay. That's a tough question because it's so many variables on that it's question. It's not tough. Just answer. That's a Number shitty six. survey. You feel that the world is founded on compassion. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Number seven. You think that everything in the world is relative. No. Okay. Number eight. Strict <clears throat> observance of the established rules is likely to prevent attaining a good outcome. Right, say, that, say that one more time. Strict observance of the established rules is likely to prevent attaining a good outcome. So if you follow the rules, you are going to prevent getting that good outcome. Um, I would have to disagree with that one. Okay. It is difficult. It's a trick question, though. Try to trick me. Yeah. It is difficult to get you excited. Um, I would say it's difficult for you to get me excited. <laughs> okay. But it's not difficult for me to get excited. Not no. sexually. No, just excited, period. Okay. Difficult for you to get me excited, period. So not me, <laughs> just generally speaking, is it difficult for you to get excited? No, I would I would say it's actually the opposite. Okay. I get I get passionate very easily. Okay. When making a decision, you rely more on your feelings than on analysis of the situation. Oh, 100%. Yes? You often Always go think with the gut. about humankind and its destiny. You know what? It actually keeps me awake at night. Okay. You believe the best decision is one which can be easily changed. No. You often ponder the root cause of phenomena and things. I do. Okay. You prefer to act immediately rather than speculate about various options. Yes. That's actually a bad habit, but I do I do, do that. You trust rather than feelings. E, say, what's it? I, you trust 
rather than feelings. But uh, that would be no for you because you go with your gut always. So you trust yourself. I trust myself, yeah, with my own feelings. Yeah. You are inclined to rely more on improvisation than on prior planning. I would say, yeah. I would too. Yeah. (laughs) You spend your leisure time. (laughs) Yeah. You spend your leisure time actively socializing with a group of people, attending parties, shopping, etc. Not shopping, but. But the rest of it, yes. Yes. You usually plan your actions in advance. Absolutely not. Your actions are frequently influenced by your emotions. Hmm. I would say probably not. Okay. Uh, my my act, my reactions are from reactions of other people's emotions. You are a person somewhat reserved and distant in communication. I would say no. I'm very I like to communicate. You know how to put every minute of your time to good purpose. Mm. That's an all another one. It's Uncertain? 50-50. Okay. You often contemplate the complexity of life. Another thing that keeps me up at night. After prolonged socializing, when you feel... Okay, after prolonged socializing, you feel you need to get away and be alone. Absolutely. You often do jobs in a hurry. No. You easily see the general principle behind specific occurrences. Like this occurred, and the general principle behind it is blah, blah, blah. You easily see that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say yes. You frequently and easily express your feelings and emotions. Yes. You find it difficult to speak loudly. No. No. <laughs> you get bored if you have to read theoretical books. Yes. You tend to th- sympathize with other people. Mm, I wouldn't say so. Okay. You value justice higher than mercy. I would say yes. You rapidly get involved in the social life of a new workplace. I would say probably yes. I haven't been in a new workplace, but I would guess I would. The more people you speak to, the better you feel. Yes. You tend to rely on your experience rather than on theoretical alternatives. Absolutely. As a rule, you proceed only when you have a clear and detailed plan. No. You easily empathize with the concerns of other people. No. I would say yes. You would empathize with their concerns. Strangers or? Yeah, it's anyone. Yeah, I guess you're right. Often you prefer to read a book than to go to a party. No. (laughs) When with a group of people, you enjoy being directly involved and being at the center of attention. Yes. I wouldn't say so. I end up I end up being the center of attention, but I don't do it intentionally. Okay, I'm putting yes. Just because I look like a freak, I just become the center of attention. You are more inclined to experiment than to follow familiar approaches. Uh, what, I don't understand that question. I'll put yes. You are strongly <laughs> So touched. she's just going to answer all my questions. I think I could for you at this I point. I think you could. You are strongly touched by the stories about people's troubles. Yeah, absolutely. Deadlines seem to you to be of relative rather than absolute importance. Definitely. You prefer to isolate yourself from outside noises. Yes. For you, it is easier to gain knowledge through hands-on experience than from books or manuals. Absolutely. 100%. You think that almost everything can be analyzed. No. 
for you, no surprises is better than surprises, bad or good. Yes. You take pleasure in putting things in order. Yeah. Yeah, because you fix, like, your bikes and stuff. Yeah, I like things in order. You feel at like ease in a crowd. Yes. You have good control over your desires and temptations. Absolutely. 100%. You easily understand new theoretical principles. No. You usually place yourself nearer to the side than in the center of the room. No. <laughs> when solving a problem, you would rather follow a familiar approach than seek a new one. Nope. A thirst for adventure is something close to your heart. Yeah, I would say so. When considering a situation, you pay more attention to the current situation and less to a possible sequence of events. Yes. When solving a problem, you consider the rational approach to be the best. Yes. You find it difficult to talk about your feelings. No. Your decisions are based more on the feeling of a moment than on the thorough planning. Say that again? Your decisions are based more on the feeling of a moment than on thorough planning. See, that's another question. It depends on what's, you know. Okay. You prefer to spend your leisure time alone or relaxing in a tranquil atmosphere. Yes. You feel more comfortable sticking to conventional ways. No. You are easily affected by strong emotions. I think so. You are always looking for opportunities. I'm an opportunist. Yes. 100%. As a rule, current preoccupations worry you more than your future plans. So what's going on currently worries you more than the future? Um, I would say... Uh, I would say probably. Okay. Yeah. It is easy for you to communicate in social situations. I'm going to say yes. Yes. You rarely deviate from your habits. No. I deviate a lot. Yes. <laughs> you willingly involve yourself in matters which engage your sympathies. Yes. Yes. You easily perceive various ways in which events could develop. Yes. Okay, now you're getting your score. You are an ENFJ. That means you're 34% extrovert, 6% intuitive, 12% feeling, and 12% judging. You have moderate preference of extroversion over introversion. You have, okay, so basically, you are a genius. The benevolent pedagogues of humanity. You have tremendous charisma by which many are drawn to into their nurturant tutelage and or grants. Schemes. Many ENFJs have tremendous power to manipulate others with their ph phenomenal interpersonal skills and unique salesmanship. So does that mean I can win city council? Maybe, but it's usually not meant as manipulation. ENFJs generally believe in their dreams and see themselves as helpers and enablers, which see, they usually are. I do. That's me. That's that definitely you. That's me. ENFJs are global learners. They see the big picture. That's me, too. The I ENFJ focus is expansive. Some can juggle an amazing number of responsibilities or projects simultaneously. Many ENFJs have tremendous ent entrepreneurial ability. ENFJs are, by, defini by definition, with whom we associate organization and decisiveness, but they don't resemble 
or even, okay, these other types, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to try to speed this up. I'll send this to you. You know when you appreciate people. Um, you are apt to neglect yourself and your own needs for the needs of others. You have thinner phys- psychological boundaries than most and are ri- at risk of being hurt or even abused by less sensitive people. I do get abused. Oh. I do. I'm an abused person. So, trademark, the first shall be last. Really this abused. refers to the open-door policy of ENFJs. One EF- ENFJ colleague always welcomes me into his office regardless of his own circumstances. You're like that. You're like, yeah. come on in, no matter what you're up to. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I, yeah, I think they got you. I so, think that this what, is true. What, what were you? I was similar. Um I was an INFJ, and so that means we're um, we're cousins. Like we're very closely the same. Yeah, like see us as cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. So if you want to go to humanmetrics.com and take the test, you can learn more about Nick and his ENFJ ways as he uh, runs for a third ward city yeah. council. I think those are all good traits for a councilman. You to can be learn honest. about me. Go to my website, mayorofminneapolis.com. And I also wanted to do a shout out for my uh, Tuesday night comedy showcase coming up on the 20th of June. It's going to be an amazing show. We Is have it still Tim. free. It's still free. Free. It's right at the Uptown VFW. Um, go to TuesdayNightComedyShow.com. Tim Harmston, we've got Brian Miller, and we've got four brand new comedians coming from New York City to perform wow. for us for free at this show. It is going to be off the hook. And it's it's free. for free. Get there early. It starts at 8.30. And I am Hesley Ray. I'm Ellie Nick. Check out our past episodes at Minneapolis911.com. Check our best 911 calls every Monday on the Tom Bernard podcast. And we'll see you next week. Minneapolis911.com. You have been listening to Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. Join us and download a new show every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network at Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 post-production provided by Nancy Keene and Buko Latidon. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moo. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.